Have you come to the point in your life where doing that work, church, home, repeat just isn't working for you anymore and you know there's got to be more to life than this? Then girl, you've come to the right place. I'm Kimberly Knight and this is The Physician Podcast. As a certified coach, consultant, author, and speaker, I've had the privilege of helping women to position themselves for success in life, love, and business. So if you're ready for some wisdom wrapped up in a little bit of girlfriend, join me and other experts each week as we give you the conversation, coaching, and keys you need to take you to your next steps. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Position Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Knight. And today I am going to discuss secrets to hiring a coach that no one talks about, right? So we've heard a lot about coaching. I'll be honest, everybody and their mama, you know, wants to get a business card and be a coach. I got a website, so I must be a coach. Mm, mm -mm. This is exactly why you need to know how to hire one and what to look for. And to be honest with you, this industry is not regulated, right? So there are no requirements to becoming a coach, even the more so why you need to be educated and knowledgeable before you link arms with someone to help accelerate your future. So let's jump right in. Before you hire a coach or if you're considering working with one, you really need to ask yourself, am I ready to consider alternatives? Am I ready to leave the status quo? Listen, anything you argue for, you get to keep. So when you hire a coach, if you're not willing to consider other opinions, if you're not ready to make changes, if you're not ready to move forward, if you're not ready to leave your comfort zone, I'll be frank with you, coaching is a waste of time. It's a complete waste of your time. And if you don't get comfortable with being uncomfortable, coaching is still going to be a waste of time. And if you don't consider new ideas, new communities, new approaches, new mindsets, coaching is going to be a waste of time. You should save your money. So if you are comfortable in your stuckitness, I know that's not a word, <laughs> but most of us hire a coach because we're stuck or because we want to move ahead faster. And if we're comfortable in our stuckitness, don't write me. I know that's not a word. <laughs> then coaching is probably not for you in this season. Now, it might be in a future season, but it probably isn't going to be as beneficial to you as you would like in this one. So if you're going to hire a coach, be prepared to leave the status quo behind and press and press towards your future. Come on, y'all. Another thing you need to consider when you are hiring a coach is that you want someone with a complementary worldview. Now, the two of you don't have to have the exact same things, right? You don't have to think alike, walk alike, talk alike. One of you becomes unnecessary. But you do want someone who shares your worldview, at least the major components of it. You want someone who is willing to walk with you and respect who you are and how you view the world and your place in it. You don't want somebody with a completely opposite view on life, love, the pursuit of happiness, right? Because I'll tell you the truth, your coaching relationship probably won't work because you'll be spending too much time having to sort through whether their advice is applicable, whether they're leading, whether they're sharing is applicable to you. So rather than just being able to connect and dive into the coaching relationship, you'll be too busy having to use higher levels of discernment 
to determine whether or not you can and should consider their point of view. If you feel like you have to defend yourself, your lifestyle, your choices to your coach, this is probably not the best coaching alignment for you. Now, that said, when I talk about complementary worldviews, better yet, let me give you an example. When I was looking to start dating again after almost 15 years, all the dating advice that I could find was secular, right? So they had a lot of advice on on things that I knew did not match my biblical standards and worldview. So in hiring a coach, I had to find someone who either shared my worldview, which is the biblical approach to pursuing marriage and relationships and how you conduct yourself as a single woman and all of those things, or I had to find someone who taught from that arena. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. And, you know, I got advice like the 90 day rule, which by the way, I am definitely going to do a podcast on because that does not work. If I could walk that dog right now, oh my gosh. So y'all come back another time. I'll, I'll have that discussion. But I had to find someone who could understand why I was not going to spend the night with a man I wasn't married to. I had to find someone who understood what it meant to me as a minister to also date, right? I had to find someone who understood that. And even if they hadn't walked that walk, who could appreciate that. And even in them stretching me to go beyond my comfort zone, didn't ask me to compromise my belief because there's a big difference. It's one thing to go beyond your comfort zone. You need to be stretched. Most of the times that's what you're hiring a coach for, right? To help you move forward faster. However, that does not mean compromising your core values. That does not mean compromising your core values. And if a coach is asking you to do that or their process or approach to their work with you causes you to do that or causes you to have to think through that or discern that, probably not the best coach for you. One of the other areas that I would love for you to consider that I haven't heard talked about when hiring a coach is some people are hiring coaches when therapists are needed. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this is not mental health or medical advice. This is just information I have gained over the course of my career. And I would strongly encourage you that if after thinking about it, you think you need a therapist or you're not sure, that you reach out to your mental health or medical professionals who will help you to make that determination. That said, there are three areas of practice that I have seen being used interchangeably, and I kind of want to define them more clearly so that you'll be able to identify which one would be more beneficial to you. And those three are coaching, consultants, and counselors. They are not the same thing. They don't have the same area of practice. And I want to define them clearly for you so that you can begin to determine which one is it that you need. So let's start with consultants. Consultants are subject matter experts. Now, they have special education and experience and expertise, and they are needed to diagnose business problems and implement solutions. They create systems, they create processes, they build platforms for business success or address an issue, right? Usually they're shorter term. They're not usually employees of the organization or the business. They're usually hired for short term to help a business either move further faster or 
They're hired to resolve an issue and then they move on. They also can be hired by companies when companies feel like the issue cannot be fixed internally, that they need an outside point of view and that they would be more effective or it is highly sensitive and they don't want people inside the organization to have access to the information. So think about consulting for businesses. It's for businesses. It's not for personal relationships or it's not personal. That's professional. Okay, so we can tuck that away. So if you need information for your business, you need help with your business, you may need a consultant, you may need a business coach. So let's talk about counselors and therapists. They're mental health professionals. They assist people with mental health concerns, traumas, past or present issues that they need to work through, especially ones that are keeping them from moving forward. So if you think about a counselor, they're working on things that are holding you back from your past or your present that's keeping you from moving forward in a healthy way. A therapist's main role is to help you to reconcile your emotionally painful past or present right? They also have to make sure that they maintain a professional distance to preserve that therapeutic relationship and remain ethical. And let me say this to you, a therapist who does not do that may be acting unethically, actually may be acting illegally. Your therapist is not supposed to be a friend. Should you have a friendly, good working relationship and therapeutic relationship with them? Yes, but they are not your friend. Don't expect them to coffee clutch with you. So y'all ain't going to Starbucks to have coffee tomorrow. And if you do, we're starting to get dangerously close to the line. So make sure that relationship, you're seeing that relationship as a therapeutic relationship. It's a professional relationship. It's usually past focused and it's more counselor directed, right? So the counselor is going to keep you on course. They're there really to hit your blind side from your past that's keeping you from being healthy in your present. Now let's look at the coach Now, a coach works with people, right, who are emotionally stable for the most part and ready to achieve greater success. So they're looking at building a relationship with you and working with you in a way that's future-focused and forward-moving. Future-focused and forward-moving. Now, unlike the therapeutic relationship, the coaching relationship is more client-directed. So it's more about where do you want to go from the present to the future. So while the counselor or the therapist is working from your past to your present, Your coach is working from your present to your future. So you come into coaching with an objective and the coach is going to help you to reach it by holding you accountable, by challenging you to come out of your comfort zone, by cutting your learning curve, pointing out any patterns that are keeping you from a greater success. So that's more of what a coach would do as opposed to a therapist. And again, this is just information. This is not medical or mental health advice, and you should always reach out to a professional to discuss your personal concerns. Additionally, I want you to consider some other things when we talk about whether coaching or counseling is needed. With coaching, a coach is going to help you to set a goal. And now counseling is going to recognize and solve problems. So your coach is about attaining that goal, hitting the mark, pressing forward to the future. The counselor is going to look at your past and your present. Counselors are also skilled in in recognizing patterns and traumas and issues from the past and the present, and they tailor treatment to your individual needs. Coaches, on the other hand, are working with people who function relatively well in the present, 
but aren't living to their fullest potential and it's stopping them from having greater success. While coaches are trained in supporting clients to progress in life, counselors are trained in human development, family dynamics, and mental health conditions. So totally different areas and scope of practice. And you should be aware of what it is that you need and reach out to the appropriate professional for that feedback and assistance. So again, this is just information, but I want you to keep this in mind and you need to be honest with yourself. And here's the other thing. I have this saying that by the time we figure out we needed therapy, we probably should have been in it five years ago. And I'm speaking from experience. I believe in Jesus and therapy. Hallelujah. Went through some painful stuff in my own past. And yes, I've had coaches and I have had therapists and I thank God for both. And you have to know depending on where you are in your life, depending on where you are in your healing, which professional to select. See, these are some of the things that people don't talk about when they go to hire a coach. Here's something else. Girls, let me be honest with you. Coaching is not a magic wand. It is not. It is not some kind of sprinkle the pixie dust and all things are going to get better. I'm going to ask you this magical question and your whole life is going to turn upside down. That's witchcraft. Okay. That's not coaching. What coaching is, a good coach is supposed to leave you with action steps, willing to take action, helping you to break down complex approaches to your future, break them down into actionable steps, and then help you to walk them out. Coaching is only as beneficial as the effort you put in. So you've got to get a coach who can match your energy and who is willing to stretch you, but understand the difference between stretching you and pushing you. Oh, and that's a fine line. See, that's one of the marks of a really good coach. You've got to know when to stretch somebody and you have to know when stretching has become pulling. And there's a difference between someone encouraging you to come out of your comfort zone and somebody pushing you into the deep end of the pool. Here's something else to consider when you're hiring a coach that most people don't talk about. There are those of us who are unwilling to invest in ourselves. So if you ask for a coach or any professional for that matter, for freebies, hookups, discounts, what you're really asking that professional to do is to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So what you're asking them to do is to scard their training, their time, their effort, their energy. I know for me, I pray for my clients. I prophesy over my clients. I spend time with them. I usually give them much more time than they've paid for because that's just the way I see my practice. So when you come and you ask a professional who is dedicated and committed to your coaching relationship for a freebie, You're asking them to care more about your future than you do. That's warped. And I'll be honest with you, if you're not ready to invest your treasure in your future through coaching, then maybe coaching is not the vehicle for you right now. That said, let me give a caveat. If there is a coach that you want to participate in their group or in their program or, you know, one-on-one coaching and the price is not in your range, have a discussion with that coach. They may be willing to um, give you a payment plan or a different option or show you a different way that you might be able to work with them for that time and season. I've done it 
right? And I said, I want to work with you, but this is outside of my price range right now. What options do I have? And at that time, she showed me what was available in my price range. And I received that and I did what I could at the time. I came back later on and took the more expensive option when I could because I was ready to invest in myself. I was ready to invest in myself and I was able. So I'm saying to you, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, because there's a difference between willingness and ability. If you're not willing to invest in yourself right now, this might not be the best time for you to hire a coach because you are not going to get what you need out of it. I am telling you, you are not going to get what you need out of it. Now, if you are willing and you're excited and you're committed, but you're not able to pay that fee or that invest in yourself to that depth, then you need to have a conversation with that person and figure out how you can work with them. So that's my personal opinion, but I've seen it so many times, so many times. When you're considering coaching, I want you to consider all the things that I've talked about. I want you to go ahead and have that come to Jesus moment with yourself. Am I really ready for coaching? Am I ready to consider alternatives or point of views? Am I ready to invest in myself? Have I done the work from my past that is releasing me now to move forward faster in my future? Do I need to have therapy first and come back to coaching later? Am I being realistic about what coaching is going to accomplish in me rather than thinking it's some kind of magic fix for everything that's wrong in my life. I want you to consider all of those things before you hire a coach, before you contact them, before you take their program, before you jump into the group, before, you know, oh, the doors close in two days. Well, before those two days and the closure, have these moments with yourself and be honest with yourself about whether or not you're ready for coaching. Otherwise, it might just be a waste of your time, energy, and resources. And I don't want that for you. I want you to get the maximum benefit out of your coaching relationship. Now, if there's any way that I can help you or assist you in coaching around life, love, or business, I would love to do so. My contact information is in the show notes, and I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, be wonderfully blessed. Bye now. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening so you never miss one. I would love it if you would share the podcast with your friends, post about it on Facebook and Instagram, or leave a review. That way you can help me to bring you more great content and expert guests. Until next week, be blessed.